love the song, but we love this album, Foster the People. Um, made famous by one Laszlo of Alt 96.5. Um, my buddy, I told you that I coached soccer this year. You did? Yeah, local fans. How'd it go? Uh, went well. Undefeated in the regular season. I think we went 6-0-1. We had a draw in our last game. Ah. Uh, but the way that they... Uh, the way they filed the playoff bracket is they put all the heavy teams on one side and all the beginner, like kind of lower teams on the other side. And since we were a first year team, we played uh, all the other. And then so in the playoffs, we got reseeded and played all these other, like, you know, pretty good teams. Didn't go as well. Yeah, you know. Fourth place overall. Hey, it's a good first season, though, for you. But we've gained fans of a younger generation, which is what the boss is always telling me to do. He's like, how can you expand your brand? and continue to make it grow well the little ladies like brookie mads and maddie who listen to this show on a friday night you know drive to andy's ice cream they continue to listen because they hear their name and they they support coach wolf and that's what we do so i mean also they shout get to out know, to the lisa my they get to know somebody famous now i'm man. not famous you're, fa- you're so I'm, famous Dusty. i'm not famous you're probably the most famous person in Kansas City, brother. Not a chance. I mean, there's like <laughs> Mayor Q. There's I don't I I this is a good question, but I think that probably David Cook is more famous than I am. But you guys kind of look a little similar. That's very inappropriate and not very true. <laughs> I think I will say this, and I don't mean any disrespect to David Cook. I am much better looking than you. And I own that. And that's arrogance, and I get it. I love I, it. Thank you. I mean, I'd be able to sing like you. Damn it, I'm better looking, and I know it. Uh, but we do this every night <clears throat> at 8 o'clock. We get into the out-of-left-field questions, so let's dive into it. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten for all of you Friday night werewolf fans out there that are still listening to this radio show. This is how I like to engage with my audience. Um, Saturday is the famous... What is this? Fall back. So we we gain an hour of sleep. We're still doing this, right? Yeah. So we're still doing daylight savings time, which I don't understand. I honestly just don't understand it because I always get a different answer. It's for the farmers. No, it's for the time zones. No, it's just to confuse everybody. It's definitely not for the time zones. Yeah. Do you know who invented daylight savings real quick? Ben Franklin. There you go. Why do you know that? Uh, probably because I've searched it a lot of times. I don't know. Okay. But I know it was Ben Franklin. Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. I know that from watching National Treasure. The same guy that decided to move the clocks back twice a year is the same guy that flew a kite with a, like an elect, like a metal thing to it. So he gets struck by lightning. Yeah. It never happened. It didn't happen. That never happened. That is a fable that we have taught in school. That is not a true story. And he's on the highest, uh, dollar currency we have. He's on the hundo. Benji's. Yeah. Now you know why they call him Benji's or Frank's. Um, this is what we give you on yeah. the on the after hours, man. You get a little bit of history, right? All dust, man. But the uh, the question of out of left field tonight is: What is the best part of daylight savings time? But you can't say an extra hour of sleep. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Blake, would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first? You know what? You go first. I got to redeem myself from the last out of left field question. So, okay. I would say that the biggest advantage that I think it has is one of two things. One, it's that time of year where it's a little bit 
cheaper on your utilities. Now, hear me out. You don't need as many lights in the morning. You don't have to turn the heat on if you don't want to. You've got a little bit of time. It's a little bit of a warning sign to let you know, hey, it's about to get colder, about to get darker earlier, a lot earlier. And the other advantage that I love about it is that it's lighter earlier in the morning. You go back an hour. So now it was seven is now six. You you get me? And I think it's easier to be more adapt to the day waking up with a little bit of sunlight in the sky as opposed to waking up and just being like well shoot looks like it's 9 p.m and i know there's people out there they're going to text in and be like well i get up at 5 30 every morning it's always dark well i'm sorry randall but those are my advantages i don't know where you're at on it. no i'm i'm in full agreement with that i uh i think i like it for mm-hmm. two reasons one like you said when yeah. you wake up now, you're not in the dark. I don't like to turn all the lights on because, you know, who you don't know who's sleeping. You don't want to wake your dog up. You don't want to, if, if it's still sleeping, you don't want to wake the lady up. You know, you just want to mm-hmm. be able to have that natural light. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like to hear the birds chirping, and when okay. it's dark, they're not quite chirping yet. So I like it to feel like morning mm. when I arise from my slumber. Those birds. The other thing I like for it is on the flip side. Mm-hmm. At night, it's getting darker earlier, but for those of you who work a 9 to 5, it just gives this off this vibe around the office that it's like, hey, it's getting dark out. It must be time to go just a little bit earlier. People are cutting out a lot about 4.30, 4.45. Yeah. They're not staying until 5, 5.30, 6 o'clock anymore just because they feel like they need to be home because of the nighttime. Mm-hmm. So I like that aspect. <clears throat> 913-586-7610. What's the advantage of daylight savings time for you? Can't you sleep? Um... Somebody from the 913 says, laughing at everyone that says it's wrong. There's no S at the end of saving times. Daylight saving times. Daylight saving time. Daylight savings time. Daylight savings time. I don't know. There's no S. That's what, like, they, that's what they love the most about it. Okay. That's like... That's like Illinois. It's like knocking somebody for calling an ATM machine. Mm-hmm. Or saying that they had 14 RBIs in a week. Yeah. It's RBI. Um, from the 785, my favorite part will be when the when we as a country no longer do it. Praise God. Does does Arizona do it? No. There's okay. like four states that don't do yeah, it. Yeah, so. I don't know, man. Okay. It's a very confusing. That's, why it's, it's very a, confusing. that's why it's the question tonight. I asked, so I asked my dad this question, and he grew up on a farm as a farmer. He said, nah, it was never for us. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where that whole thing came from. Mm-mm. No. Because he does. said, regardless, we were getting up at five. Yeah. Um, from the 417, another hour of sex. Okay. Getting busy in the morning? I'm just surprised that someone's having sex for a full hour. <laughs> they don't even do that in porns. No. They're professionals. And they edit that stuff. Like, I bet the average clip's like 31 minutes and I, 15 of its foreplay. So if you're doing an extra hour, good for you. Good for you, man. Good for you. You need to write a book. 417. Tell me your secrets. Uh, from the 816, I can convince my child to go to sleep earlier. That was something in my household that I did hate as a kid because it'd get dark at like 730, and I was at that age, you know, where it was like, yeah, you need to get to bed when it gets dark. And I also hated it when it was like this time of year after school, 
especially when it was like a Friday and it's 70 degrees outside and all you want to do is play neighborhood football or basketball or wiffle ball, whatever it was, and like 6.30 hits and it's dark. That was a disadvantage. But the other thing was, like, if you and your friends were, like, super locked into Madden, like, there was no excuse. Like, well, we can't be outside. It's dark. We might as well start, you know, gaming out. Better have a tournament right now. Yeah. From the 913, getting that extra hour out at the bars in college. Graduated a while back, but that always came in clutch. Emaw. Every man a wildcat. Shout out K-State. Go beat Texas. Um, That was fun. Now, the thing that's weird, though, is that when I was in college at UCM, Thursday night, obviously, everybody went out. That's just like the unwritten law of college. I think we all know that for those of us that went to school um, or went to school for a short period of time. You know, Thursday nights, Thursday, Thursday, whatever. It's still kind of that way in some parts when school is out in local bars. Um, but we didn't go out a whole lot on Saturdays. But if we did, we always went out on daylight savings time. But the problem is, is that it doesn't it flip at like 2 a.m.? Sometimes bars would like be like, well, technically, by the time we get out of here, it'll only be two, so you stick around. Which they did that at, at Warrensburg when I was down there. They did that for me in Clarksville. They definitely yeah. opened it. But they there's I mean, Kansas City has some late bars. Mm, three AM bars. Yeah. So Which nothing ever good happens in a three AM bar. <laughs> no. There's like no reason to be up till three AM. Just one more, man. Come on. Um 913 is a huge disadvantage for those who work overnights. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Somebody from the 816 says an extra hour of hitting dingers and MLB the show. If that's your vice. I, a- I mean, yeah. For me, it comes in clutch this week because there's that 830 a.m. game. And I know that I'm going to watch college football all day Saturday because my Saturday during the day is pretty much like. It's transition season for the house. Like, right, you take the old sheets off, put the new sheets on, clean the house up, clean the bathroom up, the living room, the kitchen, got to mulch all the leaves tomorrow, bag them up, make the yard look fresh so that I do it. And this is, honestly, this is a true story, Blake. This is my God's honest truth. I'm doing it tomorrow because I know no one else will. And I know for a matter of fact, my house will be the only one on the street in Lee Summit in this part that I live That'll have a freshly, like, oh. mulch bag yard. So it's just going to stick out. And everyone's going to drive by and be like, damn. So Dusty's doing it for the vanity. You and just want to be the best one on the, it's on a the very, block. It's a very mundane task that I enjoy greatly. I love yard work. Oh, man, I love mulch. It's peaceful. It, it's, and I'll definitely do the before and after pick. Have to. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, it's so great. Oh, it's so awesome. Dusty, you don't have to feel bad being in a bar at 5.30 p.m. when it's dark. Yeah. That ain't no, a lot. Not at all. It's nighttime. Where else am I supposed to go? Right. Yeah, that's always nice. Well, honey, I said I'd be home at dark. It's 530. I meant like later. Like dark, dark, you know. Yeah. 816. What do you love about daylight savings time? Can't say sleep. Absolutely nothing. I don't know. I just like that. I like that nice early, nice, you know, that, that bright light in the morning at 6 o'clock. It makes you feel more productive. I've been going to work and getting home from work when it's dark. South Mick. That's tough. Going to work, pitch black, going home, pitch black. You feel like you didn't have a day. Yeah, you feel like you're in like Alaska when they do the 30 days a night. Yeah. And according to the Google, one of the advantages of fallback is that on the night it happens, you get an extra hour of sleep. Thanks, Google. 
which we all need. Another advantage is that you get more hours of light in the morning to make it easier to wake up and be productive. Sweet. At least you're drinking your coffee while the sun's out. Mm-hmm. Are you a, are you a right when you wake up guy, or are you a when you get to work kind of guy for the coffee? Uh, right when I, well, right when I wake up. Yeah, I say the first thing I do. I I'll wake up, mm-hmm. and if I'm gonna drink coffee, because I'm not a huge coffee guy. I love it, but I, I try will, not to drink as much. I will wake up, and if I'm gonna drink coffee that day, I'm gonna go down before I even brush my teeth. Go down, put the coffee on, let it brew for a minute. Yeah, I uh, so I grind my own beans. Of course you do. Yeah, <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> um, but no, I grind my own beans every morning. And uh, once I do that, I, I can literally tell you my process. It's the same thing every morning because I'm weird. Get up, go grind the beans, fill the pot up, set it. I also have a uh, reusable filter um, instead of using, like, the paper filters. Yeah. Um, and uh, then I start the shower, get in the shower, get out of the shower, robe. Uh, coffee gets made, almond milk, little splash, stir it up, set it by the table so it's ready for the side gig when I go to that. Then get dressed, do my thing, and uh, then we sit the coffee on the way to work. There you go. That's how I like it. Yeah. Drinking it in the car. It's garbage sometimes. I never see the sun. I work nights. Yeah, it's, that's tough. But hey, man, at least you don't have to deal with traffic. Uh, another another plus, uh, sometimes, especially for this uh, applies to high school football. Uh-huh. Sometimes when you start that game, that sun would be out. I tell you what, I love playing underneath the lights. Yeah, it gives so you a different vibe. It gives you a totally different vibe. So if you're playing and like it's at halftime, then the sun goes down. And you're like, all right, now we're going to kick it into a different gear. But mm-hmm. if you get to start that game and those lights are on, poof, buddy, you feel jacked. Yeah, you do. Like they do coin tosses now and it's Ooh, yeah. pitch black out there with the lights. Love it. That is the out of left field question here on After Hours. You can bring them in all night you want. We'll get into some more text on the other side, but I do want to bring in what Peter Schrager had to say, because I think it's a valuable point that we've been talking about all week. It's just, it's Friday. And now everybody's jumping on this bandwagon of what this game might be. It's something different from the past that has always involved the chiefs. That's Blake. I'm dusty. This is after hours. And you're listening to 610 sports radio. You're listening to after hours with dusty Likens on 610 sports radio and the odyssey app brought to you by twin peaks, eats, drinks, scenic views. on After Hours on a Friday night. Just only a little bit over 30 minutes left, and then it's straight to the patio for some nighttime beverages. That's what I do on Friday nights. I do this show for you, and then I go home and I do me for me. I feel like I deserve that. You earned it, brother. Do we hammer the Raiders minus two against the Giants this week in Vegas? What's like, what's going on? Like, new Antonio Pierce is head coach. Like, do we do we do that? I mean, I like it. I don't, I, hey, you know what? Here's here's my rule for gambling. Why not, man? Yeah. Well, we, I don't know. Yeah. Minus two. I think I like that. Uh, from the eight one six, Dusty. Fun daylight savings time fact. One of the reasons they haven't stopped it is because several industries make money off of it. The main one, golf. So if that's the case, and golf makes money off of it, does that just mean everybody's just pouring in on 
Twilight times? So I feel like Twilight's got to start at like 1 p.m. And normally Twilights are cheaper. The Batman has shined in. Werewolf, it's Red Friday, for real. Red Machine. Must defuse Reek and sack Tua multiple times. The Red Mongoose Machine will make a statement in Germany, signed Snoopy and the Red Baron. The game should be a magnificent aerial spectacular. How that matters? Ever in a barn burner, Sir Patrick and Travis will flex the muscle. Sign the Batman. Glad to see he's taking time out of his night to fight crime to chime into the J Southland Toe Service text line. Feel free to if you want. We've only got about 30 minutes left. 913-586-7610. I do want to bring up this audio from Peter Schrager because it's something I've been talking about since Tuesday night, which was Halloween night, about what this means for the defense. I think we're going to be talking about the way Spags and those defensive players held down Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I am, I'm calling my shot here. I okay. don't think Tyreek goes nuts. And I think we're going to be talking a little bit about McDuffie and Snead. I'm going with the Kansas City defensive backs. I think everyone's expecting... 220 yards and four touchdowns from Tyreek. Spags, to your point, Kyle, in the last hour, this guy, he knows him. You know, he knows what he's dealing with. He knows what he's going against. He's dealt with Tyreek Hill in practice a thousand times. Now, interestingly enough, Trent McDuffie, he never did play with Tyreek Hill. Obviously, he was a rookie last year, but he does have a Super Bowl ring. And Sneed, he was with Hill way back when. These guys can do it. I underrated corner duo. We don't see these guys on Jason McCourty's The Belt segment too often. I think McDuffie and Snead go out there, and I think these guys have an answer. I don't think the Chiefs come out flat-footed because they just arrived today. I think it's a championship-caliber team that has hosted six straight AFC championship games. You play us in Arrowhead, you play us in America, you play us in Frankfurt, we're ready for your best. And I think this Chiefs defense is the most underrated unit in football this season. Mm. The offense has not been lights out. The offense is 100% not been lights out. But Peter Schrager, let me remind you. I think we hold the Chiefs to a higher standard when it comes to their offense. By the way, the game has moved from a two-and-a-half-point line to a one-and-a-half-point line in favor of the Chiefs. There has been a little bit of a movement before that game on Sunday morning. But again, the Chiefs offensively rank fourth in total yards, third in passing yards, 12th in points, and fourth in third down efficiency. Now, where they rank on defense... They rank third, allowing 307 total yards. They allow second in passing yards with 178, or I'm sorry, 176, and they're second in the league with 16.1. Dolphins, it's real easy. Total yards, passing yards, rushing yards, points, first, 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 first. I was a little bit egregious on the points per game that they were scoring. They're actually scoring 34 points a game. I'm sorry I was one point off. But this is, in fact, one of those games in which this defense – is finally the focal point of a game that the Chiefs play against another high-rise team, right? We remember the Super Bowl against Philadelphia. This offense is different than what that defense has ever faced, and the Kansas City Chiefs made that Philadelphia defense look completely different. They leaned on the offense to kind of lead them to a place of, hey, just try to make it happen. Just do what you do on offense, and the defense can, you know, go forward with it. The other thing that why the defense is key in this is because it seems to be the kryptonite for the Dolphins offense. We just told you they're averaging 34 points a game. They throw the ball better. They gain more yards. They run the ball better than everybody else in the league. First, 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 right? We get it. But when the Dolphins have played a defense 
they haven't fared very well against it. And the two losses they have, they've played against defenses that have, well, what I would say at the time, were probably top 10 defenses. Those defenses, excuse me, um, Philadelphia, Buffalo. Now, Buffalo's defense has taken a hit with injuries over the past weeks since they've played the Miami Dolphins. But when they played Buffalo, they scored 20 points. And when they scored Philadelphia, they scored 17. Add those two numbers together, real simple, 37 points. Divide that by two, it's 18.5. They're averaging 34 points a game. So they're scoring almost half less of what they average against everybody else. And we heard the argument earlier tonight, who have the Chiefs played? Well, they played Jacksonville on the road and held them to nine points. Jacksonville's offense is, what we can all agree, is better than nine points. With Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Trevor Lawrence, Calvin Ridley, Travis Etienne, all those names, right? The Chiefs held that team to nine points in their house on a noon game. The Chiefs never play at noon, let alone the Chiefs never play in temperatures above 90 degrees. It was hotter than hell that game. And when Tua played against Philly, he had 216 yards. 88 of that went to Tyreek Hill, mostly in the first half. One touchdown, one interception. When he played against Buffalo, 282, one touchdown, one interception. They were beaten by multiple score or by multiple points in both of those games, and they've lost both those games. Now, they look really good, really good against Carolina, Denver, Chicago, Chargers. They look good against those teams, man. But when they play a team that has a good defense, they tend to find some sort of kryptonite that they can't get past. And when you look at Tyreek Hill's numbers against Philadelphia, he had 11 catches for 88 yards and a touchdown. And the way that I can give that kind of analogy is that to me screams like a Russell Wilson stat, right? That's like Russell Wilson throwing the ball 24 times for 112 yards. Yeah, he threw it a ton, right? He threw it 24, 25 times, but he was throwing it for three to four yard average. He was throwing it for just little by little by little and just didn't really add up and the number seems odd because we've seen that stat before from Russ, right? An 11 for 88 and a touchdown, if that's what the Chiefs were to give to Tyreek Hill, pat yourself on the back, you've pretty much shut up what Tyreek Hill's been talking. They're going to get that work. We're going to put up some points. Tyreek Hill has 88 yards against the Chiefs. We're popping champagne. Against the Bills, he had three for 58. If Tyreek Hill has three catches for 58 yards against the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill ain't never going to hear the end of it. And it's a different team this year when you look at what the narrative is for the Chiefs. Normally, the shoe's on the other foot. Normally, it's how are the Dolphins going to keep this high-octane, powerful offense down that is the Kansas City Chiefs. And now it's the Kansas City Chiefs on how are they going to keep this high-octane offense of the Miami Dolphins from putting up 40 points. Well, the Chiefs have only given up more than 21 points twice all year in eight weeks. Last week against Denver, they gave up 24, but they turned the ball over five times, and they did it twice inside the red zone. Or at least on a short field, right? The McCall-Hardman muff fumble. I mean, Denver still only had 87 total passing yards last week. He just turned the ball over five times. But this is a different sort of Chiefs vibe. This is a game in which I think, from a national perspective, it's going to be how can the Miami Dolphins answer the question of can they play against a team that has a top-tier defense? And the Chiefs, according to DVOA stats, have a top-five defense. 
Their second in points allowed was 16.1. Miami gets at least 34 points a game. Something has to give. And when you look at the Chiefs and you wonder, well, what's the matchup on defense that you're looking after? Well, the runner-up is what these linebackers do against that running back game because they run the ball better than anybody else in the league. Raheem Mostert, been a stud this year. Jeff Wilson Jr. just got back. A-chain, not going to be in the game, still on IR. This is his last game he misses. But the matchup is McDuffie and Sneed against Waddle and Hill. And if you think Tyreek Hill wants to eat, think about Legereus Sneed. Think about Trent McDuffie. Those guys who weren't necessarily a big part of the Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes era, right? Sneed for like maybe a year and a half. McDuffie never get to go in there and be like, this is why we're here and he's not. They needed us more than they needed him. They won a Super Bowl with us, not him, last year. Because that was a big question. And so the matchup that I look forward to in this Sunday's game at 8.30 in the morning in Germany and Frankfurt is 22 and 38 against 17 and 10. Chiefs now a point and a half favorite. It has dropped a full point since this morning. It is now one and a half Kansas City and Germany, damn near a pick'em game as we move closer and closer to that deadline. There's a reason why you shouldn't be worried to the full extent. I'm sure you are when it comes to this offense, but there's one big number that we talked about at the start of the show that I want to bring back up. You're listening to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app, brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. So kind of to dive in, uh, kind of to dive into that defensive stat where the Dolphins play teams that have good defenses. Philadelphia third against the rush. Dolphins first when it comes to rushing offense. Philadelphia giving up 65 on the ground. So the Dolphins couldn't run. They couldn't set up their passing game. The Bills, at least now, still, are a top 10 against passing, which would hint why Tyreek Hill didn't have any game. They took Tyreek Hill out of the game. Um, and the Bills are third behind the Chiefs and points allowed at, like, I think 19. So it seems that when Miami plays a team that can be effective towards one of their weapons, which they do have both, they can run, they can throw, but it seems like Miami has to have both in order to win. Just my perspective. Also, uh, best odds to make the Super Bowl, the Phillies and the Chiefs sit at the top at 38%. So my theory so far is looking good. As I said, this year would be a repeat offender of a Super Bowl game with Philadelphia and Kansas City. Uh, Miami not even on the list. Uh, The next best team, Baltimore at 19%, Detroit 16%, Jags 12, and Bills 12 uh, to round out the rest of the AFC teams. But um, we talked about this quote a lot this week. Make sure that this isn't like a domino effect. It won't be. Thank you. And what I love about that Patrick Mahomes quote is I know there's a lot of you that, you know, listen in um, to this station because this is where you're going to find all your chief stuff, right? This is where you get Mitch Holtis, Nate Taylor, Pete Sweeney, Patrick Mahomes, Dana Hughes, Derek Johnson, um, all those guys throughout the week. In fact, Monday you get Derek Johnson at 730, Andy Reid's press conference at 12, Mahomes at 310, Mitch Holtis at 4 o'clock on the drive. Um, The other thing that's really nice about this game is that Patrick Mahomes, when you hear him in that press conference, you can tell he's already pissed. And that was after the end of the game against Denver. 
how is this going to be, how can you prevent this from being a domino effect? It won't be. No, you know, no Patrick Mahomes who's always said at the start of every question, yeah, you know, or yeah, well, or yeah, these guys, it, it was just a straight up, it won't be. And then he exited stage right. We talked about that last night. The other thing for the Miami Dolphins that's a cause of concern is that the last time that Patrick Mahomes has lost back-to-back games was weeks two and three of 2021. Been some time. We can all agree that this league is very hard to win week in and week out, right? The Chiefs lost to the Detroit Lions, went six straight without losing. They lose to the Denver Broncos last week. Now they go play in Germany at 8.30 in the morning, which is 2.30 German time. PM, um, for those wondering. But that's the last time it happened. Patrick Mahomes, the last time he's lost back-to-back games, which he's only done it three times in his career, the last time it happened was week two and three of 2021. And I think that's why a lot of, you know, the common narratives of this week going into this game was, is there concern for the Kansas City Chiefs? We haven't seen this offense have this many struggles this late into the season. Still a top five offense. It is true. Like we, we heard the Shannon Sharp audio that we played on Monday night and Tuesday night this week on After Hours. If you listen, thank you. If you didn't, go download the app, the Odyssey app, and download this show and listen to it. I think the reason that there is concern with this offense <clears throat> is because it's not fully established. And there are still multiple questions to be asked, which are fair. Who's the number one wide receiver? I don't know. Who's going to step up and be the alpha dog? I don't know. Can Rasheed Rice continue his rookie thriving season, continue moving forward, give Patrick Mahomes the trust, see that snap count continue to rise week in and week out? Probably should. Does Sky Moore ever figure it out? We don't know. But I think that's what the concern is. The concern should not be, will the team mentally be ready? Will Andy Reid have this? Not a chance. Not when a team led by Patrick Mahomes hasn't lost back-to-back games since week two and three of the 2021 season. This team's going to be ready. And the best part about it is, is that when Patrick Mahomes plays his best, which he may not like to hear that, but when Patrick Mahomes plays his best is when he's pissed. And there's a lot of factors into why that ball of wax can gain and gain and gain more traction for somebody like a pissed off Patrick Mahomes, someone that can get petty. I want to see that. I want to see Patrick Mahomes throw a touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey and Travis Kelsey break it away on the last 10 yards and rock a peace sign walking into the end zone. That's that more hate in sports, more love in the world mentality. Because if you're going to talk the talk, you better walk the walk, and that's directly towards Tyreek Hill. You're not hearing Jalen Waddell, Jalen Ramsey, Tua, Raheem Moser. You're not hearing any of these guys, you know, come out and be like, oh, we want to beat the Chiefs. They're the champs. We want to beat the best. To be the best, you got to beat the best. We haven't beat a team with a defense. No, no, no. They're just ready for the game. But when it's Tyreek Hill, it's, you know, they're going to get it. They're going to get this work. I'm going to talk a bunch of trash. I love these guys, but I'm going to talk a bunch. Do it. Back it up. Because you know, Tyreek, you know what's on the other side of that field. You've lived it. You've been in part of some of the most epic comebacks you've ever been a part of. You were part of Jet Chip Wasp. You were part of that Houston-Texas game, that AFC Championship game when Patrick Mahomes went on the run. Greatest play in Mahomes' history of his career. I'll die on that hill. 
But Nagy and Mahomes, you know, are on the same page. It goes all the way back to the pre-draft story. Hey, man, here's a cheat code. Here's what he's going to ask you. Just study these plays. We want you on this team. And again, Patrick Mahomes hasn't lost back-to-back games since week two and week three of the 2021 season. On the backside of this 8 o'clock hour, we'll get into my final thoughts, some things that didn't make the rundown tonight. Plus, we get out of here on an after hours on a Friday, and then I've got Saturday and Sunday off. So we're close to that Pinot Noir Miller High Life session on the patio, baby, where music's flowing. Give me some of your ideas of what you'd like the werewolf to listen to on the patio tonight. 913-586-7610. I got ears. You got fingers that can text to the text line. 913-586. Send me your ideas for Blake of Dusty. This is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. On a Friday night, Werewolf After Hours. Yo, Dusty, I've made my choice from the 913. It's Johnny's Tavern at Power and Light. I'm ready. Warrior ready. Enjoy listening to you, my friend. Thanks for listening to us. We always appreciate it. Um, trying to build as big of a fan base as we can. And take it into Steven Spector and see what he wants to do with it. It's fine to say that. Um... Somebody also brings up from the 913 wasn't one of those Dolphins touchdowns, a defensive touchdown, too. So they scored even less offensive points in those two losses. Correct. Just like that interception against Detroit was not really against the defense. And just like that two two point penalty that wasn't a two point penalty face mask wasn't against the Chiefs either. Um, Danny Casey K chimes in. Dusty, I'm ready for league bowling tomorrow. Last week, I got a 159. My first game, eight spares and a strike. And a 106, my second game, three spares. Take care, Danny Casey K. Dan, take care, man. Good luck with the lanes tomorrow. Maybe you should watch Kingpin tonight to get you pumped up for that game tomorrow. Or that one guy. What's his name? Pete Weber. Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> That's still a great video. <clears throat> He's a drunk, if you didn't know that. Oh, I assumed he was many things. From St. Louis, too. Oh, hey. Yeah. Um, somebody from the 816 said 12 minutes ago, did you have to poop? The commercial break is going on eight minutes. It was not. Okay. First off, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't. It was five. Um, I did ask for suggestions on what I should listen to tonight. You said Black Keys? Yeah. Okay. The Chula Homa album is uh, fantastic. Okay. What I've really been into is I went to the uh, – I went to the 1975 concert last Wednesday. Yes. How was it? It was good. It was good. It's uh, supposedly their last, like, tour, and they're going on a hiatus. Uh, Maddie Healy, their lead singer. So I, every concert I go to, I look up the, the set list. Even though I know most of the songs they're playing, I look up the set list, and then I, uh, I put it into uh, my Apple Music. And so I've been listening to that. Okay. Uh, just because they, they played a lot of bangers, man. I know it's a guilty pleasure. Like, most of the time that band's uh, meant for, like, Probably anywhere from like 18 to 24 old girls. And my 36 year old ass was there. Hey, but you were having a ball. Dude, I was loving it, man. It was fun. Had some sodas before. Uh, Borat was our driver to Power and Light. Dude, I'm dead serious. He sounded just like. Oh, oh, nah, oh, oh, oh. nah, his his name was Doge. D O G E. Doge. Last name coin. I wish. And he, he was from uh, uh, Jordan. And so oh, okay. we asked him before we left. We're like, my buddy and I that went, 
we're like, hey, is it cool if we take a roadie with us? He's like, you want to drink beer on the way down? And we're like, if that's okay with you, he's like, it's fine. I have a trash can. We're like, all right, this guy's so he definitely. He came prepared. Yeah, you know, my wife. Doge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jungle Land from the 816, or from the 815. I mean, come on now. You know I'll have a little Bruce Splash in there. Might have to play a little I'm on fire. Might have to play a little, you know, dancing in the dark. I have karaoke that song and nailed it. It's on the Facebook page. Um, Future's album by Jimmy Eat World. I listen to it every time. It's really November. It's my favorite album. It's perfection, fall perfection. Okay. You Jimmy Eats World guy? I liked their one album called uh, Bleed America. Okay. And then I think they had to change the name to just America because it came out during 9 11. Yeah. And it had the In the Middle song. Oh, yeah. Great song. Yeah, that has one of the better guitar bridges in the world. Takes My, takes my Pain Away or Takes My Breath Away is a great mm-hmm. one, too. Um, Dusty from the 816. Love listening to you, man. Thank you. You should check out some Our Last Night good music. This time of the year, I also tend to fall in love with uh, Lord Huron. I don't know if you're familiar with Lord Huron. Um, great band. They Can't sing. say that I am. They're like folk indie. They've gotten a little bit more mainstream, but they're one of my favorite bands to listen to on the patio. Um, from the 913, Dusty, you should listen tonight on the patio with Commander Cody and the Lost Planet Airmen from KC Hunk. Never heard of them, but I'll cue it up. Uh, from the 913, Sugarloaf. Green, oh, Sugarloaf, Green-Eyed Lady, Long Version, Kid Rock, American Badass, <laughs> Blue Oyster Colt, Don't Fear the Reaper, Dua Lupa, One Kiss, Eminem, Real Slim Shady. He, That's very co- descriptive. <laughs> he's, he's covering all the bases, too, with this. Or, or she, not sure who this is, but <clears throat> yeah, you're getting a little bit of everything. From the 913, Kingpin might be the greatest sports movie ever. Peak athletic performance. Roy Munson and the greatest anti-hero um, in Big Earn McCracken. There is it's a great movie. Big Earn McCracken is probably one of my favorite uh antagonists. It's like him, Gaston, and man. I don't know, man. Early Walking Dead Negan was good. Mm. And then it went too long. But Gaston, Earn McCracken, uh Jenny from Forrest Gump. To name a few. You 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 like her as an antagonist? She makes the movie, man. She keeps Forrest running. No pun intended. Yeah, yeah literally. Mm-hmm. Or chasing more like it. Yeah. And then when she's all, you know, frail at the end, it's uh it's That's over. time to settle on home. Mm-hmm. Do you uh this didn't make the rundown. We played the audio of it, but do you find it a distraction, annoying, or it's just kind of comes with a territory? When they ask Patrick or when they ask Travis Kelsey if he's in love, uh, do you think that's too far, or does it really matter? I'll tell you what: the question is what it is. But I have a very low tolerance for bad interview questions, mm-hmm. especially when you only get one or two, mm-hmm. and that's the one you're going with. I don't know if you're writing a story. I don't know if you're just trying to be funny or get a soundbite. Yeah, I find it extremely annoying, and I think his answers have been perfect this entire time. Right. He's not being flashy. He's not down on the field pointing up at the pointing up at the suite. He's not saying, "Well, you know, man." He's not going into any elaboration. He says, "I'm going to keep my personal life personal." Mm. Best answer you can give. Yeah. Big applause to Travis Kelsey on that. He knows what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, something missed the rundown. Al Pacino. Remember him? Tony Montana. Hoo-ah! Yeah. Uh, great movie, by the way, that you're referencing there. I believe. The uh, the Color of Money. Not The Color of Money. The Scent of a Woman. Scent sure. of a Woman. All of them. 
I'll take some John Daniels. Isn't it, Jack? When you've been drinking as long as I am, you can call him John. <laughs> That's a quote of that movie. It's Chris O'Donnell and Al Pacino. I think uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is in that. Timmy, Tommy, Blake, you too. He's a blind man. It's a great movie. Check it out. Scent of a Woman. Uh, but Al Pacino was told he has to pay $30,000 per month in child support to the woman that he had gotten pregnant at the age of, like, 86. That's brutal. You know, he's that's why he loves Al Pacino's big daylight savings fan because he gets an extra hour of that in the morning. He needs that. I couldn't believe that. 30 grand? Man, that is wild. Um, but uh, yeah, $30,000. That's, uh, that's a, a lot of green for an old man. I mean, I guess that's the price you get when you're out there still fishing in the sea. I didn't think it worked at that age. I, I, you let know, alone was productive. A lot of meditation. Yeah, let alone productive. That's what I'm saying. He's got some strong <laughs> fish in the bag. Uh, somebody from the 816, Catch a Fire, 50th anniversary of Bob Marley. Chain smoking by Lejean Witherspoon. I think that's how you say it. I could be wrong. I'm not really that great with names. Um, but I can give you all some suggestions if you want, but that's not what that whole segment was about. But I do thank uh, Jay Binkley for coming on tonight every Friday night, uh, Bink at night at 6.15. Continue to check that moving forward. Uh, no fantasy football show Sunday. Feel free to ask me anything, what you need. You know I'll be up at 6 o'clock. Someone asked earlier what the spread was for Sunday. Using the Blackstone, baby. Uh, Going to do some you know, hash browns, pancakes, uh, biscuits and gravy, eggs, bacon, sausage. Uh, doing it all. Uh, mimosas, Bloody Marys, shotguns, not the weapon, but like the can that you put in your mouth. I want to be tipsy by 1030, but that's my Sunday. But yeah, thanks to uh, Jay Binkley for joining us. I hope he's got some suds. He seemed really pissed. Yeah, he was, he was a little heated. He was a little agitated with like the, the, the national media narrative on the Chiefs, which I love a, a hot and bothered Binkley for anybody that needs a drop six to six on 610 Sports Radio. It's just nice. Um, Blake Schneider, thanks to you, my man. Thanks, brother. Always a pleasure. Enjoy your hometown uh, Chiefs game and in, in your in your motherland of Germany. Will do. Taking um, the flight tonight. Yeah, right. Uh, thanks everybody that joined this week. Thanks everybody that tagged along for this week. Next week we'll do after hours uh, all week long again. Uh, we'll be here Monday through Friday. In fact, I'll be on the drive filling in for Carrington Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So there won't be after hours, but I'll be here all week. I promise you that. Uh, Kansas City, go do nice things for people. It makes the world a little bit easier. It's cool to care. Appreciate you all. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the weather. Uh, good night, Kansas City. I love you all. Still begging you, baby. Don't leave me You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.